Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of the C.L. Bryant Show. Coast to coast, border to border throughout the Fruited Plains. Over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, which is the largest talk platform in the country and the most listened to. Hey, thank you so much for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. If you're traveling through Times Square, which is beginning to pick up a little bit of life right now, uh, look up above iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard above Ripley's. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on the billboard. No C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square, about a block from where they drop the big ball. Hey, we're going to go back to work. We're going to have it all restored. I believe that with all of my heart. Um, Pastor Paula White is someone, as you know, have been on this show on numerous occasions. I uh, had a chance to uh, uh, visit with her and talk to her um, down in Florida a few months ago at Evangelicals for Trump. And uh, many times she directs us in prayer and with her uh, God-given wisdom on calls that we uh, have in order to get this president that I believe God has anointed for this time to lead this country. On our national day of prayer, Pastor Paula, in my estimation, stood in the shoes of a a modern-day prophet and the shoes of Nathan when she prophetically said to our president, Donald John Trump, God will restore all. Help me welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show, my good friend, Pastor Paula White. Thank you so much for being there with me. It is great to be with you, C.L., and with all your listeners. Thank you so much for all that you do, and always an honor to be with you. And uh, what a time we're living in. Amen? Amen to that, Paula. Tell us this. Give us the backdrop on your thoughts on that day when of prayer, when you uh, had a chance to speak to so many millions of Americans, but then there was God's anointed for America at this time. You turned and you spoke to him. Talk to us about that. You know, see how I really felt the weight of that assignment. I take the assignment that God has given me extremely serious. And when we talk about a burden of the Lord, we know there's that place that it's not a demonic burden, but it's it's a weight that God puts on you to labor in the spirit. And what do we mean by that? Uh, We were looking at National Day of Prayer and what would it look like this year? What would we do? Um, who would be able to be there? Everybody had to be in driving distance. Of course, um, I work as an SGE, a special government employee, uh, a spiritual advisor to the president, and uh, over the faith 
uh, centers, which are our faith opportunity initiatives. And as we were planning it out and, and looking and taking day by day, uh, we knew it'd be an interfaith service, and I was commissioned to pray. And I immediately, and I normally wouldn't say this or make this public, but, but I felt that weight. I was like, this is not just any prayer. God, we are in the most critical time in my lifetime as a nation, and I know what it is to really have clarity as all of us who have a relationship with God. We know when, what it is to pray, and we know what it is to pray. When you really understand, okay, I've heard from God, Amen. which is not the easiest place to get to. That means we've got to die to flesh. We've got to you know, crucify that flesh. You're going to have a thousand distractions. And so I did what I've had a life of 36 years of doing. I I went into fasting and prayer, and I asked my husband, I said, I'm fast when I pray. I locked myself away. I, I've got to hear from God. Um, I knew that we'd each be praying a few minutes and uh, kind of the setting and the situation and circumstance. And I think I scoured from Genesis to Revelation. And, you know, CL, sometimes you can be inspired by someone. I'll call Archbishop Duncan Williams, Papa, and I'll just say, pray, activate the guys to pray for me. You know, I, I really feel this in my spirit. And so the, the bottom line is there was not a inspiration by a person. There was not a, um, sometimes you listen to a sermon or and like I'll come away with 10 sermons. I think I can <laughs> preach because you'll be inspired yeah. by yeah. the gift and the anointing on someone else's life and how God's using them. But this was one where God said, get alone with me. I want to speak. And I know that at the end of the day, it is his word. And it is his name that he honors. His word is his covenant, his will, and there's no other name above the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that all of our words can be articulate or fancy or be anything, but at the end of the day, it is his word, his rhema word, his anointed word. And so every scripture I felt the Lord gave to me. And I mean, I was literally like trembling. I was like, okay, God, let this be your order. Let this be. And it was just line upon line that the Lord said, I'll say the hand I saw, you know, I was studying and he, I saw where 70,000 had died from a plague and God said, enough. We and could see I, it. I felt the Holy Spirit say, enough. We could see it. And Paula, preachers who preach the gospel and, and, and we, you and I have been, in this, been preaching a long time. We could tell you were laboring with something. There was something that was about to be given. There was birth yeah. about to take place. Talk, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're so right. And that's exactly what happened. And, and so I delivered line upon line of what, what was truly for me a thus saith the Lord. And I knew that there was a prophetic word. I knew that there was a word. And people that don't understand, what, what does that mean, prophetic word? Well, to prophesy doesn't just mean to foretell. And there's many different, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying all of us can be used by God for words of knowledge, for words of wisdom. Amen. And, and so every person who is a born-again believer who has a covenant with God can be used by his spirit. And so it was simply... Uh, prophesy is not necessarily to foretell. It, it can be inclusive of that, but it is to tell forth. It's also a shifting of things in the spirit, which are what declarations, Job 22, verse 28, I declare a thing, I decree a thing, and it is established. And so God said, make these declarations. And literally at the end, I knew there was a word for, specifically for President Trump and then for our nation. And 
the Lord took me to First Samuel 30 and, and said, David was having victory after victory after victory after victory. I mean, it was just like he was cleaning up. I mean, it yeah. was like the undefeatable yeah. is like economy roaring and soaring, you know, the kingdom being built, the everything being established, the anointing was on him. And then suddenly there was a Ziglag, and Ziglag was the most devastating time, yeah. really, of his life. And, and he came back with his men thinking, okay, this is celebration, this is a great time, and we know the story. The city had been burned, his wives had been taken, which represent his hope, his children, which represent his future. Um, his own men spake of stoning him. There was mass confusion. I mean, we could say political unrest, economic distress, everything. And David literally put on the ephod. He wrapped himself in prayer, and God gave him a word. And the word of the Lord was pursue, and without fail, you will recover all. And boy, it hit my spirit so strong. And I just knew the word to President Trump's this nation is pursue and we will recover all yeah. and now of course the enemy wants to do everything he can to use circumstance situations to make that look but remember we're not fighting a natural battle we're fighting a, a spiritual one so we've got to deal with the spirit of fear we've got to deal with uh, perceptions that are not real and i'm not saying that there's not some real problems and that there's not a serious situation but i'm saying we've got to walk in the wisdom of god we, we have to understand. It's just like when I, Deborah, rose in First Judges chapter 5. It's yeah. because village life had ceased. And the highways and the um, byways were unoccupied. Village life means warriors. The mighty men of God had ceased. It literally means to desist, to come to a standstill. Because no nation is ever meant to come to a standstill. Yeah. And so we have to spiritually activate and those that would be of a natural mind wouldn't even understand. They'd be like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, we know that, that our weapons are warfare, are not carnal, but they're mighty to the point of strongholds. But by the, by the power of prayer, by the power of fasting, by the power of declarations and decrees and going behind that and then enforcing them. Amen. And so there were so many millions of people that there's three different types of people a natural man who has no understanding of god whatsoever they're blinded their their conscience can be seared then there is a um carnal man which is born again but they're led by their five senses what they see what they taste what they feel what they touch what they smell but then there's a spiritual person and a spiritual person is a person that is born again but it has a mind and a heart that is connected and controlled by the holy spirit so when we, you know, it, I already knew because it, it, there are spiritual people that when they hear the word of the Lord come forth, they hear God speak because God can use a donkey. You know, we're all just, we're just vessels. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just earthen vessels that he puts his treasure in. And so God can use use whomever he wants for whatever assignment he wants but when people hear they hear god it's not the person they're hearing and they know spiritual minded people and spiritually connected people know what to do what i say on the back end of that 
they begin to force the will of God in the earth. And that's the power of that. It's not just like, oh, wasn't that nice? Yeah. No, when God is speaking, God is making a declaration against the wickedness that would come to bring destruction upon America, upon the world, upon his plan, upon his will. And so we understand we bring the will of God to pass through prayer. And so that was the importance that the National Day of Prayer was not just, uh, you know, president was so i mean from the beginning see how he was when i met with him before you know most of us work remotely yeah for the last six weeks so when i first met with him um boy he he just always was the church has to be at the forefront of this he understands the power of the church he, he does. understands the power of god and the power of faith and the power of people with that and and immediately, uh, his leadership, he said, we have to call the nation to prayer and fasting. And so people knew that on March 15th that he made a proclamation for the uh, day of prayer for the coronavirus. But it wasn't just for that day. It was for every day until we see this through. Is it and because, it so Paula, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it because of... Uh, Let's just say, well, you and I know the name of Jesus Christ and everyone who's listening and many, so many of the listeners, I'd say 90 percent of them are uh, people who are of faith, uh, spirit filled. Well, that's up to them and the Lord. But we, we will talk about that. I want to bring you on. I want to talk about some things uh, really about the spiritual warfare that we're in. I, I want to give you a whole hour to come on and talk to us about that. Yeah, but we only have about. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I only have about five minutes left here, but I want you to address uh, the spiritual warfare that we are facing in the midst of this COVID thing. The Chinese, and of course, folks, I am not trying to besmirch anyone of any Asian heritage, but the communist Chinese of China, uh, that it, it is something evil that has been, been happening for a long time, that is now uh, revealing itself to all of us. And there is spiritual warfare, as far as I am able to see, that is going on. That, Pastor Paula, if you would shed some light on what we're not seeing, as far as this is concerned. Well, what's so important is, like you said, I come back for an hour and really help people understand that we, we it's so easy to look with these natural eyes, but really there are spiritual eyes that Proverbs chapter 20 says it is the Lord who opens the eyes and opens the ears to hear. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints? Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and this is an important part, but against principalities, powers, wickedness, and darkness. So God clearly lays out, you see it in the book of Colossians, and you see it in the book of Ephesians. You see the kingdom of God, and then what Satan does is come to counterfeit the kingdom of God. So whether a person is aware of it or not, you have an enemy. That enemy is not a person. That enemy is Satan. His name can be the devil, Beelzebub, Satan. He has one-third of fallen angels, which already tells you you've got two-thirds more working on your behalf. He's not greater than God. He has already been defeated. But we have to understand, in this earth, he still has access. And with that access, yes, the finished work was on the cross. But it is up to God gave dominion to man. So when he said, 
let man have dominion. He legally transferred over dominion. So when we messed up, there was the fall when sin entered in. What happened is, you know, we gave up our rightful place. Jesus Christ came. And by the finished work on the cross, remember, he restores that. Now, who does he restore it to? People who he's in covenant with. And that's the importance. So people who have a covenant with God then can walk in the dominion. That's a whole lot of teaching right there. They can have all power of authority both in heaven and in earth. And by the vehicle of prayer, they bring the will of God to pass. So number one, there is an enemy. Your enemy is spiritual. You're at war. If you don't understand that, you're already a casualty to that. And good people can be used by bad spirits. So even us as Christians can be influenced by spirits that make us, I say make us, that we yield to, right? We'll yield to that. But on a deeper level, the highest of that spirit is called a principality. A principality has authority to rule over nations. They particularly work within political systems. So like you said, when a nation is communist, the Bible says it is wickedness is an abomination to God. And so when there are wicked rulers in place, there is going to be harshness. There's going to be the antithesis of what God sent his son for to give us life and life more abundantly. There will not be freedom. There will not be liberty. There will be extreme bondage and captivity starting first and foremost spiritually. So absolutely, the war that we're fighting, there's an actual war. I love how the president calls the virus the invisible enemy. Yeah. Because even by saying that, he's acknowledging there's a spiritual um, force behind this because it is the enemy. God is a good God. It is the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So this goes beyond people's political affiliation hopefully they aren't that carnal or natural this goes beyond this goes to an understanding of who you are in god and what you're assigned to do and whether or not a person likes or agrees with everything with president trump or not uh you know i personally know him so i I have a personal perspective and understanding of who he is and know him in a much different light than maybe many other people in the rest of the world you do have a responsibility to the word of god and to your covenant with god and therefore you have a responsibility to pray to enforce and to understand now the bible goes on and gives some real specifics and paula we're gonna have to leave it listen we're gonna have to have you back on and i mean that for an hour michelle let's set that up let's get that uh, uh, set up because i want america to hear from your perspective, someone who knows our president, someone who knows him personally, someone who spiritually is advising him, and someone who gave an incredible word uh, to our president, a prophetic word to our president on National Day of Prayer. My good friend, the friend of the show, a friend of ours, Paula White. Pastor Paula, thank you so much for being... Love you guys, and y'all be blessed. So you... glad to hear people are out at Times Square. Yep, they're coming out. They're coming out. But in the name of Jesus, we're going to recover all. God bless you. God bless you. Talk to you soon. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Pastor Paula White, uh, pastor of the New Destiny Christian Center there in Apopka, Florida. Uh, Also spiritual advisor to President Donald John Trump, friend of this show and a friend of mine. Certainly glad to have her on. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA, my uh, special guest. Boy, my special guest today has been um, Lucretia Hughes, and she was from Georgia, and she has a uh, get back right day going on down there. She's a Trump supporter uh, there, and um, great, great, great story. And then, uh, right after the top of the hour, um, pastor, spiritual advisor to the President of the United States, um, pastor of the New Destiny Christian Center in the park of Florida, an author, a friend of his show, a friend of mine, Paula White, Pastor Paula White, was on with me. And friends, i got to tell you something. If you want to do it, you can Google it. You can Google the clip of her prayer in on the National Day of Prayer. And it was um, absolutely inspired. It was anointed by God. And she spoke to the President of the United States. And um, it, it was one of those, those moments. It was, it was one of those moments where you know that... Um, you were hearing the right words at the right time to the right people on the right occasion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We are struggling. We are fighting. We're battling against rulers of dark agendas. I again reiterate that I am not in any way besmirching the names of anyone who is Asian of ancestry or anything of that nature. I'm simply saying that the uh, communist Chinese, Chai Coms, as Rush would say, they have this agenda that we must not be naive about. Oh yeah, yeah they, they have an agenda that we must not be naive about. So it is it is to listen. We, as much, as strong as this nation is, America is, we have not used our power to 
dominate and enslave countries that we have vanquished. We Listen, we could own Europe. It was our strength, our might that liberated them. We could own them. The beaches of Normandy belongs to us. We liberated France. We own them. By rights, we own them. But we have never used our strength for that type of purpose. We've used it for good, for the most part. We've used it for good. Oh, my God, yes, there have been some horrible times in American history. There have been, been some horrible times in your history. So why wouldn't you think there would not be horrible times in a nation's history? Seeing how it has, how it's true that there's been horrible times in your history. And a country cannot be any uh, better than its citizens, its inhabitants. A nation cannot be any different, any better than the people who inhabit the nation. And so that is um, where we are now. That is what we're trying to achieve now, is the feeling that we're not living our American lives in vain. Yeah. We, we're, we're a force for good in this country. And we don't want those who are a part of us, those of us who are Americans, to be a part, to be privy or, or to be instruments to the American downfall by weakening your own nation talking down about it to not only others but people who internationally. There, there are people who go out of their way to make their own nation a villain when we by rights could in fact dominate all of Europe if we wanted to. That including Germany. Yes, France, England. Oh, we could have made it. We, we, the, they could have been us. Our empire could have been that large. All of Europe. We liberated them from the axis of evil. The powers that were going to crush them. Now, for our trouble, our children are calling us evil. <laughs> Isn't that rich and that special for our trouble? Now, our children are calling us evil for being strong. That time has come when good is being called evil, and evil is being called good. Who in their right mind could call um, the tactics, the antics that Nancy Pelosi is trying to pull 
good. <laughs> and, and, and hey, listen, ch- check this out. I actually uh, got into a conversation with a, um, somebody the other day. Well, you say that, you say that, but, you know, Trump, he's, he's got these people in concentration camps down there on the border. Oh, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Derangement syndrome is knowing no bounds. Trump derangement syndrome is off the chain. We're talking about how Nancy Pelosi is playing games trying to block things from helping you as an American citizen and your concern is about people down on the border who are not citizens of this country, who we are taking care of in the midst of this coronavirus, and you are trying to blame him for their plight when they are the ones who used their own feet, hands or whatever, to travel to our border and wanting now to enter into our nation illegally and Trump's the bad guy? That derangement syndrome knows no bounds, does it? We can't be responsible for people who are fleeing tyranny when we're trying to flee tyranny ourselves, when we're looking at a a, a House of Representatives that is gone crazy, wanting to blame the president for all kinds of things that simply are not true. They are not true. And if it were not so, I would not be saying it. If he were guilty of any of that, if, if the president of the United States, and here I am, the son of a World War II veteran, he fought in Italy and North Africa. Those were the campaigns where he went, where he fed, because my dad was, was the, the front-line cook, was one of the front-line cooks. Well, he was way behind the front line, but he was front line cook. You know. He didn't want to mess up the, the what caused the army to travel on his belly. And, and, and you know, I'm his son. He's in, he toured Italy and North Africa, feeding our soldiers. He was one himself, of course. I am the great, I'm the grandson of a World War I veteran. Yeah. I am the great-grandson of a world, of, of a um, Spanish-American war veteran, Spanish-American war veteran who was there in Cuba, shooting as cover fire, providing cover fire for Teddy Roosevelt. As they stormed various hills, they took various hills. What would I look like being their son 
what would I look like supporting a president who, in in any way, who I have looked and examined and uh, in, in every way you can possibly imagine, and there is no way that he is a Russian spy or operative or colluded with any type of Russians. If he had, what would I look like as the son of men who have braved the, the rigors of war to support someone who is totally against what they're for? What would I look like not to support a candidate, a president, who has been the best news that black folks have had in this country for a long time? And, and, and you know what's so crazy to me is that um, well-to-do liberal black folks, black people, you can hear them saying things like, uh, yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's only for those who are, you know, making X amount of money. Well, that's you, isn't it? <laughs> so it is helping you, isn't it? So if it's helping you, then if you're not happy with the way it's working out, then you can take your blessing because it's helping you and go and find that person who you say is not helping and you help them. How about that? Let me know about them. Let the president even know about them. He'll help them. But, but, but the best thing is you, you're trying to preach a sermon. Let's see a sermon. Why don't, you, why don't you help them and do something for them instead of complaining all the time about what ain't happening? Why don't you make something happen? That's what this is about. But what's, what the problem is this, folks. Uh, we have become too attuned and too spoiled as Americans. We're, we, we have, we, we're soft. Oh, we're soft. Our children are particularly soft. Lord, help us. Lord, help us all. If we had to rely on them to shoot squirrel for supper. rabbit I ain't eating no armadillo I ain't eating it but I have eaten uh, possum and I have eaten raccoon sure I gotta say this I gotta say this I had a deacon his wife uh, bless her heart uh, the last church that I pastored Cedar Hill Baptist uh, down in Grand Cane Mansfield Grand Cane Louisiana built a brand. The Lord allowed us to build a new church down there. Beautiful structure. Beautiful structure. But I had a deacon, his wife, uh, New Year's, Christmas and New Year's, and pastor's anniversary. My anniversary. My, me and my wife, me and Jane, on our anniversary. She would fix this pan for me of um, raccoon with sweet potatoes around it and it's sort of smoked and barbecued oh my god it was so good 
It was so good. And I know you folks, you city folks, raccoon, oh, my God. No, it was good. Those potatoes, sweet potatoes, good. And some of the, I had some of the best pie-cooking women in the world. I was 25 pounds heavier, needless to say, um, when I <laughs> nine years that I was there at Cedar Hill. But I said all that uh, to say this, is that we had better understand that people need to see the blessing shared from you individually. Because government, our money, the money that we pay into government is definitely showing the benevolence of America in the way that they're, 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 they're throwing money out. But this is the problem. And Nancy Pelosi and, and her, her counterparts, her friends, her, her peeps, Nancy Pelosi and her peeps, this is what they're doing. This is the problem. <clears throat> The problem is they're throwing in uh, to that legislation money for things that don't relate to our present need. That we're going, that, well, you and I don't have to worry about it. Your, your grandchildren will, though. Your grandchildren may not like you very much for um, doing what you're doing. Um. And in the midst of that, and we're going to talk about this when we come back. Any of you all remember um, Rocky and Bullwinkle? <laughs> if that's just the way the mind works. Um, my mind works. Well, it's just the way my mind works. Do any of you remember the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon series? you got to be my age probably. Or... or uh, Natasha and Boris, Boris and Natasha they were the communist spies. You can get, you can probably you know download that on Netflix or something like that. Rocky and Bullwinkle, flying squirrel and this moose, this talking moose. When I come back, I want to talk about um, the foreign spies, the Cold War that was on back then and the Cold War that is on right now you better be aware you better be ready because it is time now to wage that war we have no choice they're not going to let us out the Chinese have only one option now that's to press forward be as belligerent as they possibly can be. Strange. When you're caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you do have several choices as far as the reaction is concerned. You're seeing the choice that the Chinese are taking right now. You're seeing their choice. I'm CL. This is CL Bryan Show back with a home stretch. You thought I was worth saving. So you Changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Um, I want to thank all of you for making our show as popular as it has become and um, I want to thank um, I want to encourage you to go to FreedomWorks FreedomWorks.org FreedomWorks.org and uh, um, you know check out what's going on in there with their postings on YouTube uh, some of the things that I do uh, with them is uh, post it there it's their YouTube um, uh, and I think that um, you do yourself a great favor to become part of a movement FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org. You know, it's strange and interesting to watch people who, who get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. It's, it's always interesting to watch children get caught doing something they're not supposed to do. They're going to do um, one or two, three things. It's human nature. It's human nature. My, I watch my children many times. Uh, sometimes I saw them doing what they didn't think I saw them doing. <laughs> and then uh, you ask them about it, and it's it's interesting to watch and how their mind works and turns over. It's just like yours. When you're considering um, saying something that uh, is in defense of your position, that's what happens when people get caught like the Chinese who have been caught now. They've been caught not only by us, they've been caught by the rest of the nations. And they have um, a response, just like everybody who gets caught has a response of, hey, (laughs) so what? You can have that response. You can have that response of, so what? What you going to do? And and that's um, you. Uh, you're worse than me. That's what the Chinese are saying to us. The Chinese are saying, "So what? What you gonna do? You're worse than me." That's what the Chinese are saying to us. In fact, the Chinese are saying to you, America. I am not certain that you didn't start the virus. (laughs) That's what the Chinese are saying to you. The Chinese are telling their people that that we did it. 
We did it. That's what the Chinese are saying to you. Okay? You get it? Capiche? Their reaction to being caught is to say, so what? What are you going to do? Besides that, we think it came from you, not us. It came from you. That's their reaction. It's a natural reaction, though, especially when you think back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> Adam, uh, what, what's, what's going on, man? Natural human reaction. What happened? It's the woman that you gave me. Oh, I made the choice. But it's still the fault of the woman that you gave me. There's two, there's two degrees of separation at least between me and the wrong that I did. That's what the Chinese are saying. The Chinese are saying, no, 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 no. Actually, uh, it, it, it had to be you. And your soldiers who concocted such a thing here among us. Human, natural human reaction. Catch a child. Child's going to get. I had a, my. Uh, I'm not going to tell which one it was, uh, but I had uh, you know four of our, our four kids. Jay and I are four kids. Um, you catch one of them doing something. Uh, that one would get mad at you for catching them. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, we had to deal with that. And so, <laughs> yeah, they get mad at you for catching them. That's about basically a Chinese theory right there. They get mad at us for catching them. And so, um, we wrestle not um, against flesh and blood. And then now we get the warning that um, China trying to steal coronavirus research and we have to stop letting people come in who call themselves scholars and let them be privy to our stuff are you hearing me yeah we know that they try to steal from us by launching cyber attacks. We know that. And they're successful at it. What have they stolen? Now, if they steal coronavirus research that we're doing, their uh, China RX, get that by, uh, in fact, we got to have her back on. Um, the lady who, uh, oh my goodness, can't think of her name right off. Uh, but the book is called China RX. China. Rx states that uh, it, it says plainly that if the Chinese stop making and Mary Gibson, Mary Mary Gibson, uh, Mary Gibson, um, if the Chinese um, stop producing medicines, the American shelves will be bare. American medical shelves will be bare. If the Chinese stop making medicine, the American 
uh, the, the uh, medic medicine cabinets of America will be bare. They are making them cheap. The middlemen were getting paid. Uh, all of that's going on. You know, we were getting scammed by everybody we can get scammed by in the medical industry. We no longer have access to uh, our own doctors. We're dealing with the hospital. The doctor works for the hospital. The doctor does not work for you. Do you hear me? The doctor works for the hospital. The doctor no longer works for you. He's doing for you what the hospital deems okay to do for you, not what you can afford. And that's because they are in cahoots with the insurance plan that you bring to the table. Those who don't have insurance... They're going to get taken care of anyway, and we're going to pay for it. I'm paying for it. You're paying for it. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? The game that's being run on us. Being hoodwinked. Swindled. bamboozled it's going on right in front of our eyes we can see it happening the problem that we must avoid that's the thing that's becoming a problem that we must avoid is us being helpless to do anything about it. The Chinese feel that is a part of our problem and a part of our weakness is that we talk a good game and have talked a lot of bluster over the years, but what they're running head on to now and I don't know why Americans don't like it. They're running head on into a commander in chief who sees behind their BS and is calling them out. And the derangement syndrome that's going on in this country against our own president is shameful. It's shameful. He has done nothing to deserve this type of treatment. Nothing to deserve the type of treatment that uh, the Speaker of the House directs toward him. That is un-American. It is un-American. So be it. And, and and she's going to have to pay for that, though. And as I tell you, and I've told you, and I'm telling you now, the landslide victory, I still predict, 
for 2020 because no one want to tolerate the antics of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi any longer. When I think about all of the things that we could get done if we were able to pull together. The things we could get done if we were able to pull together. Well, friends, um, I want to thank Lucretia Hughes for coming on of uh, Georgia, the show today. I want to thank her. Uh, I want to thank uh, my, my good friend, um, Paula White Kane, uh, pastor of the New Destiny Christian Center in Apopka, Florida, advisor to the President of the United States and a spiritual advisor to the President of the United States. I want to thank both of them. I want to thank her for being on uh, with me. Um, Paula. Um, I'm going to definitely have that hour long because, see, we must get the perspective of someone who knows the President as the person and knows him as the spiritual person as well. That's what we don't understand about the President. That's what America needs to see in our leader and our leaders. We need to see that. That's good to see that side of them. And we definitely need to see that side. We want to see that side of this president. There's a story that is untold about him. And I think the most shameful thing is that Melania Trump, one of the most beautiful women in the entire world, but yet American magazines will not adorn her lovely face on their covers. is shameful. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank Him for our men and women in uniform who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. <laughs>